I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, one two. two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. As always, I'm here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who warns us about the latest scams. Welcome, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Good to be back. What do you have for us today, Vicki? Once again, I'm going to talk about the Amazon scam because this scam has taken a different twist. And within the last week, I've had two reports from two different victims, both telling the same general story. Two in one week. That sounds like a very popular scam. So what happened? Well, in the first story I'm going to tell you about, the victim got a notice on her computer, supposedly from Amazon, and it had the Amazon logo, alerting her to the possible scam involving her Amazon account. And, of course, the call number to get more information was right on the message, and the information said to call the Cyber Crime Department for Amazon. Gee, that sounds like a message that a lot of us might respond to, especially if it looks like the Amazon site. So what happened when she called? Well, when she called that number, a fraud specialist answered and told her that it appeared that somebody had hacked into her Amazon account and was using the account to make a $400 computer purchase. Ooh, uh uh-oh. And I'm assuming this is a purchase that she did not make. That's correct. And, of course, she wanted to do what she could to stop this particular purchase. So the fraud specialist went on to say that they needed her to help them catch this hacker. And they were going to set up a sting. But first, they needed to deposit some money into her bank account to use as bait. Ooh. So, of course, they needed access to her bank account. That's right. They needed to get into her bank account to deposit the money which she would then use to help them set up the sting. So unfortunately, she gave them access. They pulled up her account online, and they showed her that $8,000 had actually been deposited into her checking account. Well, what was she supposed to do with this money? They told her to go to the bank, take the money out in cash, And again, this was money supposedly used as bait to catch these hackers. Wow, that's pretty ironic, isn't it? Here the scammers are talking her into the story that she's helping them to catch scammers. And I should add that they kept her on the phone most of the time that this whole transaction was going on. And that happens a lot, I think. You know, over the years, you've told us stories where the scammers keep the victim on the phone so they don't have opportunity to check to see if it's really true. That's right. This is one big red flag. Gosh, what did they want her to do with the $8,000 cash, Vicki? They told her to put it into a magazine, separating out the pages and putting the money into different parts of the magazine, wrap the magazine in duct tape, then put that in a box, seal the box for mailing. Wow, that's very specific directions. Did she follow them? She did. She took the box down to FedEx and sent it off. And it should be noted that the FedEx employee did ask her where she was sending the money. Did she know who she was sending it to? She said, oh, yes, everything was okay. And I believe also at the bank, the bank teller questioned her about taking $8,000 in cash out. And did she really know 
what she was doing with this money. Well, it is heartening to know that these people are doing what they're supposed to be doing and trying to identify scams and help their customers. That's right. And it just shows the power that these crooks have over their victims, because once they've gotten them under their influence and believing their story, the victim becomes absolutely immune to anybody trying to help them. Yeah, that is very telling, isn't it? So what happened after she mailed the package? She went home and right away she got a phone call from the crook. He asked her if she had gotten a receipt, which he had instructed her to do, and she said yes. So he said, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a picture of the receipt and send it to me, which she did. And then he said, now I want you to tear up the receipt. So interestingly enough, the next day, she got a copy of the receipt from FedEx showing that the package had been picked up. So she, of course, thought, well, this was a legitimate deal. But she also got a phone call from the crook telling her that they had two agents from Interpol on. They were going to be able to catch this supposed hacker, but there was a little bit more that she needed to do. This time she needed to take $5,500 out of her account, which, of course, Amazon would again provide. Wow, it never ends, these scammers and their gall. What did she do then? Well, by this time, she had had some time to think about what had gone on, and she had also started to get suspicious and called a family member. The family member said, yes, you have been scammed. But what about the money, the $8,000 that showed up at her checking account? Well, Patty, remember that the scammers had gotten access to all of her account information. So what they did was they took the money, the $8,000 out of her savings account, which they also had access to, and just moved it into her checking account without her knowing. Wow, that's really sad that she ended up losing $8,000. You said you had two stories. What happened to the second victim? Well, the second case started out much the same. The victim got an email from Amazon telling her that they were delivering a large screen TV at the cost of about $4,500. So the delivery was in her name, but the place of delivery was not her home. It was in another part of the country. So I'm guessing there was a number to call and she made the call? Right. She called the, quote, complaints department to say that the package was not hers, and by the way, the address was wrong. And they told her a similar story, that her Amazon account had been hacked, that they needed to take it over remotely to see what was going on. So I'm afraid to ask, did she give them control of her computer? Yeah, and they had her log on to Safari and put in software to allow them access to her computer. And of course, once they had access to her computer, they had access to everything on her computer, including her bank account. They walked her through the steps in order to load this app. And once they were in, they told her that there were 90 people getting access to her financial information. Well, that would freak anyone out. What did she do? Once again, they wanted her help to stop these supposed scammers by setting up a trap. And what was the bait? Well, this time they asked her to purchase gift cards and then, of course, give them the numbers on the back of the cards. Somehow they were going to use these cards as bait to catch these scammers in the act. 
Did she follow the directions? She did, and she used a credit card to purchase these gift cards. The scammers told her that she could put the money on a credit card, but they would credit her card with the money back, that they would put the $7,500 that she had used to purchase the gift cards back into her account. Then they sent her a text saying that the money had, in fact, been refunded to her credit card account. But thankfully, she had the good sense to check with her MasterCard. And when she called them, they said no money had been credited back into her account. I'm guessing at this point, she figured out that she had been scammed. Yes, but the story does end with good news. Since she had contacted MasterCard immediately, they were able to stop any payments from going out. Oh, that is good news. So today we had the good news as part of the story. That's so great, Vicki. Yeah. How do we keep ourselves safe from these so-called Amazon scams? Because I know they're not really coming from Amazon. That's right. Well, given the scope and the variety of these scams, the best advice is to don't believe any phone calls or texts that you get from Amazon. I guess the exception would be if you have legitimately purchased something on Amazon and they send you tracking information, which they do. But anything else, be suspicious. It is probably a scam. If you have any questions, look up the legitimate Amazon website and use the number on that site to make inquiries. And of course, anytime anybody asks you to use gift cards to make a payment, it is a scam. Absolutely every single time. And finally, never, ever give anybody remote access to your computer. Vicki, thank you so much for the great advice. And I know you get calls that we're helping people all the time. And that really makes me feel good because these scammers are vicious and they're just rampant. They absolutely are. And before we leave today, I did want to pass on a warning that I got from the FBI Apparently, what people are doing is once they've received their COVID-19 vaccine, they are posting this on social media. They are actually showing a picture of the card that you get once you've had your vaccine on social media. Well, these cards contain your name, your date of birth, the patient number, the insurance information, and the location where you received your vaccine. So the FBI is saying bad actors can use these images to steal your identity and commit fraud. So the FBI is saying, please, please, even though you're so happy and proud that you've gotten the vaccine, don't post your card on any kind of social media site. That's great advice. And we actually gave that warning as well on an earlier Better Business Bureau show, Your Moment of Trust. So I'd heard of that one. But again, it just goes to show that these scammers are just so opportunistic and whatever's going on in our society, they'll find a way to take advantage of it. So thanks for that warning, Vicki. Until next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.